Okay, guys, we are back at the Annotate Agency studio for season three of a chat with Pat. And before I get underway with my amazing guest, Jess Matthews, I'd like everyone listening to do not forget to like, subscribe, sign the DMs, review the podcast. It goes a long way for making this podcast grow. Um, I really appreciate all the love, but welcome, Jess Matthews, the boy detox. Thank you. Hitch, the female hitch. Oh, female hitch. Damn. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Thank you for coming down. You enjoying Melbourne? You, you like it down here? It's good to do, do this face-to-face this time. Yeah, I love Melbourne and the weather's really turning it on for once. I've never <laughs> been here when it's been warm. Yeah. But, yeah, amazing to be here and amazing to be in the same room with you since we, you know, exchange 78 texts per week. But <laughs> <laughs> so nah. good to be here. No, nah, it's so good to be face-to-face. I'm really excited for this because I think obviously we're targeting this for young gents. So, like, listen up hard. Um, I think you have a lot of gems in this one and a little guidebook, I guess, and how they can improve the dating landscape landscape for themselves. Yeah, and despite what my name says, The Boy Detox, I do actually <laughs> love men and I'm here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so kick it right off. What are some of the things I guess women do look out for in dating? Like I'm intrigued. We all are intrigued. What are the cold, hard things that women do look, for, look out for in dating? Well, obviously it's really different for each woman Um, everyone's going to have a unique set of needs and wants but I think what men tend to get twisted is that they think that women want to know about the big things so they care about their job how much money they make their cars their houses but actually what women are persuaded by are smaller things like how much attention they pay to a woman or how much effort they make or how much thoughtful thoughtfulness they show to them. So it really kind of transpires in those little things like remembering a coffee order or opening a door for them or being really polite. So it's not those huge things that guys tend to think matter. Heaps. Mm. Like a fancy dinner restaurant or you know, a nice flashy car or something. Yeah, look, like a fancy restaurant every once in a while is lovely, but you're going to see through the fancy restaurant if a guy is not thoughtful, if he doesn't have integrity, if he doesn't have a great character. Mm. So it only lasts for a certain amount of time. There's only, like You can only polish a turd for <laughs> a certain amount of time <laughs> before the reality shows through. Yeah. yeah. Is this because like women are just naturally more intuitive? Yeah, and I think we're kind of learning to discern what good looks like and we're kind of – the thing is when you're dating you can like you can put on an act for a little while but after two or three dates it's going to become very evident that you're putting on an act mm. so women tend to know that and they tend to look for behaviors that show that a man is being genuine or yeah. not yeah totally i mean what do guys miss in that process though like you know if a so you feel like there's too many are just acting like on a front or just or putting their time and effort into the wrong things. Yeah. So what do men miss? I think, well, obviously don't fake it if you don't like somebody, just don't bother. <laughs> but I think men think that what matters is the big things and the big shiny flashy mm. things when really it is the smaller things, it's the efforts, the thoughtfulness, it's the texting back, it's the text me when you make text it text me when you get home. 
It's the, oh, how was the presentation at work this week that you spoke about when we met last week? Mm. It's those kind of smaller things that really matter. Yeah, like genuine interest in their day-to-day and, you know, the small things they do each day, how they're going, et cetera. Yeah, I would say thoughtfulness is huge because it's one thing to be inquisitive. Like we all know that we need to go to first dates and we need to ask people questions Mm. because that's how we show that we're interested. But thoughtfulness is kind of this mm, feedback loop, I guess, where you've asked a question, you've remembered something about somebody and then you've used it again to show that you've remembered something about them. And that's what thoughtfulness is and it's really important. And when women can say, he remembered that Mm. I did this or he remembered that I like that, that's when a woman will be like, oh, he likes me. And girls will always go back to their friends. Yeah. And report that back. 100%. And this is the thing, right? I hear in the early stages of dating, what I hear from women is not – he drives a Mercedes. I hear he touched the small of my back to guide me through a door. I hear he got out of the car to open my door so that I could get out. Or he walked on the side of the street when we were walking down the street. Or he remembered my coffee order. I hear these little things, not the, not the massive things, like how much like how much money his house yeah. is worth. Does that include giving compliments as well? Like so first date or you look amazing or you look gorgeous? or Yeah. You know, like- I think – Compliments are interesting. I think they're always great to make someone feel comfortable, but you can tell when they're disingenuous. Yeah. It's like um, I hear like a few female friends when they say like they get a bit mucked up, mucked up when they think it's like almost a script, right? He's like he's done this before. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So you want to pick something out that's really unique about them. Like you don't want to say, "Oh, you have great hair." Like why? <laughs> what? What is the hair like? Why does it make you different? Yeah. What would a guy know what great hair looks like, honestly? (laughs) Exactly. Like, I mean, you have great hair because it reminds me of like Jamie Lee Curtis or whatever it is, you know? (laughs) Like you want to bring it back to something that's relevant to you and Mm. to them. And it's even better if you can kind of make an in-joke or create a nickname for them or something because that makes your connection original. Yeah. And it shows that you're not not just calling them babe or saying, oh, you're hot or – you know, you look amazing because you can do that with anyone. I hate, yeah, I hate your hot. That's so superficial. I know you hate that. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Do not, guys, listen to this. Do not say hot if you're interested and in a girl. Do women don't really like being called cute either. Oh, I, I hate cute. Girls do not call a guy cute. It makes them feel like a three-year-old toddler, I reckon. Yeah. Like, it's just something about it. Cute makes a woman feel like, oh, you're sort of interesting but not quite attractive. Mm, yeah, like, mm. oh, you're so cute, like you're a bit of a dag. Yeah. <laughs> like, but – um. In regards to thoughtfulness and compliments, can you like actually train yourself? Like it might sound silly, like because some people are just like airy fairy naive, especially yep. guys. We just are. Like, can you actually teach yourself to become more complimentary and thoughtful? A hundred percent. Yeah. To start with, of course, you want to ask questions on the first, first and second dates. But the thing is, you want to look for when you're asking for questions, you look for something that really lights somebody up. Mm. So, for instance. For instance, if somebody's talking to me on a first date and they say, what's this, like, what's the boy detox thing about? And, of course, as soon as somebody asks me that, I'm going to light up because it's what I'm passionate about. And if they can use their ability to look at my eyes and see that I'm actually really enthused about what I'm talking about, then they've got, like, a segue into opening me up. Mm. And then all you need to do is remember one or two details about that and then – bring it back around yeah. the second time yeah. and the third time. All you need to do is say, how was that podcast that you did last week? Mm. Or, you know, how's training for the marathon going? 
because that shows that you're being thoughtful and it shows that you're curious and interested and it's not disingenuous. What about compliments? Can you try and like compliments as well? Yeah, I would say for everyone, I mean, I, I started doing this a little while ago, but for everyone that you meet, even if you don't actually find them attractive, find something that you find attractive about yeah. them and pick it out. You don't necessarily have to tell them straight away, but when you have the opportunity, tell them you know, you have great skin or you have lovely eyes because you're not always going to be with someone that you find super sexy. But the more that you can find something unique about them that you find attractive and let them know that, mm. the better it is. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're not actually super attracted to them and you're like, oh, you're hot, it's going to be very obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like just obvious like in one thing, right? Like yeah. Looks. But you can even do that with – you can do that in your day-to-day life. If if you have a barista that has great eyes, I mean, notice it and then you can tell him or her when you're comfortable with it. Mm. So it gets you into the habit of that mm. and then you're more comfortable with telling other people. Yeah. Because it is – complimenting people gen, like with a sense of um, being genuine or authenticity is showing vulnerability. So it's exercising that ability to be vulnerable. I love that. Yeah, and vo- yeah, vulnerability is a great thing, especially guys. I mean, yeah. they struggle that, let their, their walls down a bit, I think. They have to be something else. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned thoughtfulness before. And is, uh, is there any other like green flags for dating that women look for? Like, Is there like a, a few pointers that women generally do look for, like, like as green flags? Mm, so the thing is women don't tend to look for green flags. <laughs> women tend to look for red flags, but I kind yeah. of have – a little bit of an issue with that because I feel like we're all slapping a label on people very quickly um, and red flags are very interdependent on what someone might like and what might suit them or their lifestyle. So, for instance, a woman who meets a guy with a child could be a complete red flag for someone but it could be not a red flag for another person. So you can't just say a guy with a child is a red flag. So I kind of was I wanted to steer away from red flags so much and started to look at green flags. And so I came up with four. Uh, the first one is thoughtfulness. The second one is they can say no. The third one is they're impeccable with their word. And the fourth one is transparency. Beautiful. Beautiful. They're good four. Yeah, they are a good four. I mean, look, transparency is having the ability to tell people what you are and what you are, what you need and what you like, regardless of how they might react Mm. so for example i'm not looking for a committed relationship or i'm non-monogamous but you still have the integrity and the character and the courage to tell someone that even though they might not like it Mm. so that's transparency and it's really important with any kind of dating regardless of how casual as well sorry like you're not wasting their time right like you're laying out what you want your needs and wants and if they don't then that's okay right yeah it's respect Mm. yeah 100 yep so that's that one thoughtfulness we've covered they can say no. I, th- I know this sounds weird, but I think <laughs> yeah, it's in- in this one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important when people have the ability to say no because they they're comfortable with asserting their own boundaries. But also, the ability to say no in dating is so important because um, ambiguity is so huge within dating. So, somebody that can say no to you again has the courage to say. I, I don't want to see you tonight. I'm going to spend time with my mates or you're lovely, but I prefer not to pursue a relationship with you. So they can say no. And that's really important. Won't waste your time. Yeah. It's a another baseline level of respect. Which both poly sides do struggle with. 
Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially early on, don't you think? Like you just there's a lot of last, and you, it's very exciting early on, and you just always want to be around each other. Yeah. Like it's ever more important then, I think, to set those boundaries for long-term success. Yeah, 100% because, I mean, that kind of goes into like mm. not losing yourself mm. in a relationship and maintaining your values and integrity. Yeah. Now, it's first date. A young chap listening on this podcast is rocking up. A beautiful young lady. How does he make a good first impression? Smell good. <laughs> Smell good. <laughs> it's so important. Um, I was just speaking to some a girl earlier today about this podcast and we were talking about the small things. I was like, do these things matter? Like if a guy smells good, looks good, et cetera. And she's like, absolutely. She was 25, so there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah smell good, look good. You don't need to be dressed in a suit. You just need to be dressed the way that you dress but be polished. So please cut your nails. You know, like <laughs> have smooth skin, do your hair. Don't come up, don't come in your tradie gear. <laughs> no, I mean tradie gear is hot. Oh, okay. It is hot, but but not for a oh, date. That's not sorry about tradies. I'm not having to go with you, sorry. <laughs> Absolutely not. We love tradies. <laughs> but yeah, so smelling good is the most important thing. Like one of the key things that girls look for. Well, I think we forget that scent is one of the five yeah. senses and it's can be very central. So you want it like you may as well hit that. And it's pretty easy to hit that. Just put on some aftershave or cologne and off you go. So, yeah, scent is really important. And also um, the amygdala in the brain processes scent and also processes memories and emotions. So if you hit that with scent, you're automatically going to be like rewired, rewiring someone else's brain to think of you when they smell that scent. Um, so it's like yeah. – It's like when – Tip, um, hot tip. Like – not me, but like other like people close to me, or like go on like they even girl mates, and they say, "Oh, like your my pillow smell like you." Yeah, yeah, and like it's exactly that. Mm. It and if you can find a scent that you love, and you can wear it enough so that people yeah. smell that scent and they remember you, you're winning. Well, yeah. Have you got any fragrances that you recommend? Yeah, I'm a ton. <laughs> oh well, for me or for guys? Oh, yeah, for guys. For guys. I'm going to say Chanel, one of the Chanel ones. Ooh. Blue. Who's the guy? <laughs> Aqua du jour is one from my like from my teens for sure. What about Jupe? Jupe, don't know Jupe. Anything Tom Ford, guys. Anything Tom, Tom Ford, Ford yeah, because Tom Ford is expensive, but it sticks. What about Ralph Lauren Polo? Oh, yeah, a little bit laddie, but yeah, go for it. I mean, smelling <laughs> smelling like Ralph Lauren Polo is better than smelling like a mop. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, buy some cologne, dudes. Yeah. Buy some and, you, yeah, you can you can dress really quite simply. Like you can wear a white shirt and some chinos or whatever, like some jeans. Yeah. Just just be neat about it yeah. and sharp. Speaking of um, what you mentioned before, as in like as I went scent and smell, just say like a girl comes over to your place and guys got around. Do girls notice like their room decor? Books they read, like how clean their room is, their living space. A hundred percent. Women notice everything. Yeah, wow. And there's all these memes at the moment about, uh, you know, if he's got a navy blue fitted sheet and one single pillow, run. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's grey. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) For some reason, navy blue is copying it. But, you know, you you kind of – you're imagining yourself in the bed. You don't really want to, A, go to sleep uncomfortable – B, try to spend a few hours mm. of sleep there or C, wake up and like, yeah, you just don't want to wake up and think, oh, my God, I want to die. Yeah. Well, that's the experience, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't want the girl leaving the place. You're like, I had a shit sleep. Like, oh, I had the worst sleep ever. You know, his slates fell through his bed. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be going to a frat house either. Yeah. No, like, I mean, share houses are fine, but keep as much as you can keep your bedroom looking ship shape. It's great. And it also shows that, you know, you've thought about it. She's coming over mm. and you've put a little bit of extra effort into it. Like, you've tidied up. You've made the bed. It smells good. Yeah, so it's important. Why do girls take guys' shirts and hoodies? <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty. Why? Yeah, I, I know. That's what I thought of it. I don't know. I mean, I personally really like Is men's that clothing. Is mark or? <laughs> I just really like men's clothing, so I collect it. But um, <laughs> but it must be. It must be like a territorial thing. It's like a memento yeah. or a territorial thing. Wow. And because they're comfy. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to go – I haven't done any research on this, but I probably should. But I'm going to say it's like a – it's a memory slash territorial memento. <laughs> Is that a good thing if they take your shirt? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Unless it's me and I'm just collecting parts. <laughs> Collectibles. You've got <laughs> yeah. your own wardrobe of guy's shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so flipping the script, like what are some of the red flags and what ones do girls look out for generally? Like hardcore. I know you don't like talking about them. But red surely flags. there's some talks like red flags that you just can't do. I know we mentioned like smell, like if you're smelly, but what are some other things? Okay, red flags. Yeah, not smelling bad. Yeah. Um, okay, obviously not making effort. Um, guys that are just very obviously all about sex and getting to sex as quick as they can. Yeah. Not all women can read men's behaviour that well, but you become accustomed to it and so you know you tend to learn what a guy's doing when all they want is sex. Mm. Yeah, is it fair to say those kind of guys though – I know they got skeletons in the closet, but they've obviously got something and just not – like commitment issues. That's what I think of straight away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, so that's never good because as a woman I think you never want to feel – you always want to feel appreciated um, and you always want to enjoy yourself. So any guy that is skipping all the effort bits or like taking, taking you on a date, for instance, or, um, you know, making quality time for you – is going to be a turn off and a red flag because you're automatically going to see that as well. He just wants to have sex. Yeah. I, I know you said most girls, but I think most girls are more switched on the way to like smell that out, surely. The yeah. Guy, like even just by like, oh no, like intuitive little things like time replying, you know, not replying along. You know, little things like that, you can kind of get a gist about those things and they may not be yeah. invested. Yeah, it's interesting. It's either. Guys who don't reply at all, in which case they're not interested, or guys that are pretty consistent at replying. Mm. Here we go. Guys that are pretty consistent at replying or like ducking into your DMs. However, they forget what they've asked you before mm. or they're just asking questions for the sake of staying relevant. Mm. And that becomes very obvious as well. If a guy has asked me something three times and it's the same thing, um, yeah, I start to be like, this guy's not making yeah. paying attention. Yeah. And he's not paying attention because he can't be bothered to be thoughtful, which means yeah. he's not interested. I agree. So that's certainly a red flag. And guys, do not, we've got to say, do not message you up. Like, do not stop this. I know yeah. none of my listeners are probably doing this because they're all respectable gents, I hope, but do not do that. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't even touch on that because yeah. I just assumed no one would be doing it. We're not doing WID or Are You Up? <laughs> We're it's not. It's not happening. Yeah, so that's definitely a great point that you raised there. But um, 
we also see on this other flag though, on the other side, like this upward trend of Gen Z girls mm-hmm. who are almost too hard to impress now, like with this red flag chat. What are your thoughts on that? Like, does it, I don't bring the levels of men down, like their confidence and everything. What's your overall thoughts on this? Yeah. So I think it, we're in a difficult space at the moment because TikTok and Instagram has quote unquote educated everyone around labeling red flags, attachment styles, narcissism. I mean, every label that you can throw at anybody. And so I guess everyone in the general public is thinking that they have more of an idea of how to read another human. And that means that they're they're not giving people enough time to actually show their true colors, but they're also not it tends to minimize accountability. Yeah. So if you can throw out a label and be like, he's a narcissist or and he's an avoidant, you don't need to take any accountability, yeah. which is terrible. And I don't want to point the finger at a generation of people or, <laughs> or at Gen Z women or Gen Z men, but um, yeah, it, there tends to be a lack of self-awareness and a lack of accountability yeah. going on, which is super scary because relationships require effort and they require working through what you think might be labels in terms of red flags or avoidant tendencies or narcissism or whatever you need to push through them yeah and it's just like you're just not giving it a chance right yeah and there's esther perel talks about this thing called relational ambivalence which is essentially that it is everybody is so quick to jump to the next thing because we can there's so many options so we're like we're not going to tap into it and really make the effort and really dig deep because we can just go to the next thing. Yeah. Do you think um, like Tinder, Bumble and like dating apps have caused that as well? Unfortunately, yeah. 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 And I mean app usage in general because we can get everything on an app now. So it's just like, yeah, next, 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 next. There's so many people in the world, which is true, but you, but it just, it just creates this sense of you don't really have to try because there's, so many options yeah it's almost like oh like you know he was great but i could find something yeah there's no sense of just being like i'm i'm happy and i'm going to work on this and this could be a great thing yeah it's um people just assume they're settling for something rather than settling on it so you know taking the time to actually commit to something and see how it goes rather than just yeah yeah i often think that like like oh, other people just think deeply about like is it such a bad thing to settle right sometimes like that makes man sound silly right mm-hmm. like so you're in this really good relationships and things are comfortable and you start second guessing oh maybe i'm just too comfortable like is there something better out there like does that make sense? and i think that's caused by dating apps etc yeah in. that's a relational ambivalence coming yeah, through. yeah i mean only you're the only person that's going to know that but there is nothing wrong with being in a relationship and it being comfortable and mm. you knowing somebody um, inside and out and being happy, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it really depends on – there's a, a huge level of self-awareness that comes into it and you need to ask yourself what you want and if there's truly something else that you want, i.e. you want to move to Japan and be a pro skier and the person you're dating does not want that, then that's a conflict of values and that might be a reason to – end the relationship but there's no purpose there's no reason to end a relationship just because you're quote unquote too comfortable Mm, yeah that's a good call now going back at the start of 
like relationships. So situationships have really made their way mm-hmm. at times. What is a situationship? Can you give us the definition? I know we chatted the other day. You said it. It's in, is it going in the Oxford Dictionary? I don't know. I is it? it? I think it is. But what is a situationship? Situationship is a relationship without a label. It, it functions like a relationship but is not labelled. Mm. So there's sort of that – well, there is that ambiguity there. Yeah. So it's essentially like you've had three dates, three or four dates or whatever, and you're just having a conversation about where it's going. I would not say that. I would say <laughs> a situationship is ongoing. ongoing. More than th- oh, okay. three dates is just you're dating, like yeah. you, you're getting to know each other. I would say, I mean, I haven't looked at the Oxford Dictionary for this, but I would <laughs> say a situationship that is something that is ongoing. You see each mm. other once a week, once a fortnight, whatever it is, and it is this kind of like tacit compliance that you are together but not together. Yeah. Um, I think – Back in the old days, we would call that a lover. I think that's kind of similar. You know, you just not together but you have an understanding yeah. that it's essentially not going to go anywhere. However, with the situationship, I'm not sure if there's that ambiguity around will it go somewhere or will it not go yeah. somewhere. Do you think some cases could be just like someone's too scared to commit as well or move forward? Yeah. Like it just hasn't strictly been a conversation like at all. Yeah, but then that <sighs> – Kind of upsets me because then why are we calling things situationships when they could just be casual sex? Yeah. You know, like it's just another case of us labelling things for no reason. Exactly. I think a situationship in my head needs to be something a little bit more robust. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's definitely moved on on the rise. Why why do you think it has? Why why do you think that's come such into fruition lately? Well, Snow Allegra um, produced a song called Situationship. Ah. I'm sure it was around before then, but... I don't know. To me, that's <laughs> when it came on up. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's probably those blurring of lines between casual sex and something more. Ah, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's this grey area. Yeah, it's yeah. the grey area, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of casual sex and casual dating, how yeah. can guys approach, you know, <laughs> a conversation to a lady that they may be doing this to but just don't know how to don't know how to approach it in a nice respectful way? It's funny, I was on the phone to my brother the other day. I was like, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go see this girl, uh, Alex. And I was like, oh, yeah, good. And I was like, make sure you take a bottle of wine or something. You're raised right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got this. Um, but, yeah, there are certain things that you can do around casual sex to make it just run harmoniously. It doesn't have to be a root and boot. <laughs> or a booty call. I mean, that's really crass and yeah. we don't need to do that just because we're having – Casual sex with somebody doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay them respect, make effort Mm. and enjoy time with them because, again, women and I'm sure men too like to be appreciated and like to have quality time with whoever they're about to be very intimate with because let's not forget it is actually sex. It's it's an intimate act. So I would say um, always go prepared, take a bottle of wine, take a dessert or take him or her out to dinner or drinks just because you are just doing the casual sex thing doesn't mean that you can't spend time together. Mm. Um, I would say always say thank you afterwards because, again, everyone likes to be appreciated and there's a really big um, narrative that women tend to not like nar- uh, like not like casual sex because they feel used. Mm. And so I think part of that is just us being able to say thank you to each other and be kind of human about it. Yeah. 
and especially early on like if you are just like you meet someone you're dating you're obviously dating other people like having a look yeah. at you on the scene pretty hard like it's so important to just communicate that yeah well, if yeah i mean yeah and that's the other thing that's really important just be really transparent and if if it is casual sex that you're looking for and that's it yeah Make sure you let them know. Yeah. And if your feelings change, let them know that too. Yeah. Um, I think in a way casual sex actually requires more communication than a relationship because – Really? Yeah. Yeah, because there is this changing of uh, – I mean we can't, we can't pretend that there's no emotions that are going to yeah. fluctuate during casual sex and you need to be able to navigate that maturely together. So – it might start as casual sex. Maybe one person will catch feelings um, and you need to keep communicating about that so that both people are comfortable or they can exit or they can continue doing it and the relationship can change. W- whatever it is, I think it requires a lot more communication. And there is also the, the fact that if it is early stages of dating or sleeping together, then you need to be having conversations about safe sex. Yeah, for sure. you got to. Yeah. Um, just to obviously look after, but like respectful to each other at the end of the day. Like, yeah. Especially if this is going to be a thing that's continuing on for a while. Yeah. Exactly. And like, if it is casual, there's going to be the other factors that there are other people involved as well. Yeah, so exactly. And you, I mean, you want to be pro safe sex, basically. Yeah, exactly. Now, going to a place where casual sex probably does happen, we're at a nightclub. Mm-hmm. How can guys like approach – I think guys get this horribly wrong. You know, I've gone out in a while. <laughs> but how do guys approach a girl out respectfully other than just like being on a dance floor and just grinding up close to them or something crook like that? Okay. <laughs> All right. I always say observation is an art form. Like mm. you, you need to look at what's going around, read the room. Yeah. Um, and – if there's a woman that you like the look of, then see what she's doing like, and just kind of take in her surroundings so you can get an idea. Is she wearing a, re- a wedding ring to start with? Is she with a group of mates and heaps of guys? Um, if so, maybe don't approach her. But if she's with a group of friends and she is making eye contact with mm. you, then that might be an indicator that she's interested or it's a good time to or a yeah it's a good time to approach her on the other hand if she looks at you and looks away and never looks back that's a no Mm. but what you want to what you want to look for from women is catching their eye and they kind of look look away sort of shyly and if you catch her doing that a couple of times she's probably interested yeah it's the soft it's the soft eyes rather than the really hard stare yeah from a woman yeah and you were telling me about Oh, something about now. Can you clarify this? How girls, oh, ladies, lovely ladies, position themselves? Clearly. Yeah. So this is intriguing. I don't know if we do this consciously or subconsciously. Actually, I'm going to go on a limb and say I do this on purpose. <laughs> so there we go. If there is a guy that you find attractive and you're kind of doing a little bit of the eye tennis, women will often go out of their way to put themselves in the same space as a man. So she might take the long the long path to the bathroom so she's walking past him or she might separate separate from her friends for a little bit but it's also that it gives him more of an opportunity to approach her or it gives him more of an idea that she's not taken or not absorbed by the group. Okay then. Yeah, because yeah. it can be daunting 
um, for guys to go approach girls though. Like a group because girls, you know, generally do go out with a big bunch of girls. Like, you know. Yeah. Like that is very daunting as well. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and to be fair, a lot of the times when women are out, we just want to be with our girls and, mm. you know, focus on the night. But if a woman is kind of doing that a lot, making herself separate from the group or being close to you, especially on a dance floor, if a woman pulls her friend over to be near you, then you may as well. Give it a crack. Yeah, give her a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> a pickup line still good these days? I don't know. I've been out of the game, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, pickup lines are really difficult because they make me they make me feel nervous even thinking about it. But um, anything like what are you at a bar? What are you drinking? Mm. Um, so yeah, getting the buy them a drink is that just rocking up and asking them, or just like what are you drinking? That looks good, sort of uh, thing. Yeah, a bit more casually. I mean, yeah, always nice to. Um, Ask if you can buy someone a drink. Even better if you send somebody a drink. That is baller. Fuck. That, like a bottle of Henny or something. Yeah. <laughs> that is – it's happened to me a couple of times and um, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. such a nice feeling. Yeah, wow. Yeah, there you go, guys. Yeah. That's a good answer. So if you can do that, that's great. Um, what else can you do? I mean – if you're in the context is everything, you know, if you're yeah. in a nightclub, um, you can always ask for directions. I've, I've, yeah. I've got some crackers. <laughs> um, yeah. You can ask for directions. You can ask what the song is. You can ask if they've been here before. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I don't know, like, do you think this level, cause that's pretty organic, right? Like mm. meeting someone out. Is that becoming less and less now? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it seems to, seems to becoming less to become less and less. Has that affected like, the success rates of like like marriages and relationships? Do you think? I think it's having a big impact on the way that people complain about the dating landscape yeah. because everybody's <laughs> complaining about it, but they won't go out and do anything. But mm. like, surprise, surprise, you're not you're probably not going to meet the love of your life sitting on your own couch. No. You do need to go out, and everyone is so quick to complain about the apps. And so quick to complain about dating, but then yeah. doesn't go out and won't take chances. Mm. So, yeah, it's really important to go out. It's really important to take chances on new connections. And it's really important to see the opportunity in forming new connections, even if they're not just for romantic connections. Mm. So if you, make a, if you make a new friend of the opposite sex or same sex, um, even if it doesn't end up being romantic, like just pursue the connection regardless. Yeah. My, one of my mates calls like dating apps, like just more admin. hundred like, percent. You know, like it's just, it's actually more time than meeting someone. I'm just a boy, a bit of an old soul and rather organic or sliding someone's DMs. Yeah. But like, fuck, I just let out my secrets. But, but like, it's just, <laughs> it is actually so much time. Like yeah. An effort. It, like, it's, it's almost double edged sort of the convenience side of things. Uh, I agree. And just, yeah. women are, just as bad as men on the dating apps you know we yeah. we reply once or twice and then we forget it and <laughs> yeah. then you know go back three weeks later i'm like mm. oh crap that admin task fell through <laughs> <laughs> go on dating admin but that's so true no i do like that but but when you go out um you have the ability and the opportunity to meet somebody and assess their character and their personality better and you might meet somebody who is quote unquote not your type mm. and you wouldn't swipe right on but you see something about them 
that night or that day and it kind of like sparks your interest. Mm. You know, they might have a cute accent, they might dress really well, they might smell good, whatever it is. Um, And then you've made a new connection that you wouldn't have made if it was on the apps. So going out really just heightens all those opportunities. Sure, definitely. Now, obviously 2023, like the dating landscape's changed a bit. Mm. Like, so obviously like with the recession and, you know, we can't just always go out for dinner or spend so much money. Yeah. How are some creative ways guys can probably make themselves stand out? Because it probably is the reality of it in dating at the start. Mm-hmm. Like to make a good impression um, with dating on like a budget, I guess. Okay, so the thing is, obviously, it's nice to go for fancy dinner and drinks, but it's not necessary, particularly not in the early stages of dating. But effort is always key, as I've said before. But if you can find something unique in your connection or in the girl that you're talking to, then you want to jump off that to form a date. So, for example, if you've been talking about the latest men in black movie obviously haven't been to the movies for a while (laughs) whatever it is like maybe you're going to build a indoor tent for her at your place with and project it up on onto the ceiling that's that's baller yeah 100 (laughs) percent. but it's something that is that she's expressed interest in that you can do together maybe it's a mario kart night again i have obviously not played (laughs) games for a long time (laughs) maybe it's a maybe it's a um like a competition or a challenge around playing a board game or beating each other. I I once went on a date to try and name a particular shot that a guy used to come into the bar and order. (laughs) And the whole date we just went to to these bars and had this shot over and over again until we could work out, until we could create a name. That's unreal. But, yeah, it was so unique and obviously unforgettable. Um, And, yeah, that's what you want to do, like drum up any sort of – form of originality yeah. and it doesn't need to be huge cash yeah that's actually yeah they're great ones because again that plays on thoughtfulness too picnics picnics 100 percent. yeah so if you want other ideas picnics have a meal by the beach um perhaps a drive you know if someone's really into music new album that they like is out take it for a drive take him for a drive um I want to say Netflix and chill, but I know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> so I'm going to steer everyone away from Netflix and chill. Yeah. Um, walking through an art gallery is a great one. I don't want to say walks because we're all scarred from that, from lockdowns. <laughs> um, just anything, anything that's going to be super cute, but also look like you've made effort. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, you, I like what you said, how it's got to match kind of both your interests, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, even just saying to a, to a girl or a guy, um, be ready at seven, I'm going to pick you up. does not matter where you take them. Mm. The fact that you've actually said that, made the effort, you're picking them up, yeah. you, you've pretty much won just from that. So it's attractive for a guy to like be – Assertive. Assertive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Unless, of course, somebody says I'm not busy then, like don't do that. But, of course, <laughs> but it is – it is. It's attractive for somebody to be assertive mm. and, um, yeah, make that kind of – Make that decision and make that effort. Yeah. Is chivalry dead? Or is yeah. it still going? Is it still the whole time? We talk about this all the time yeah. and I, I flip fluff on my answer. <laughs> um, oh, I still want to believe in chivalry. So it sounds like someone who's kind of lost all belief in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not dead. We, yeah. It's not dead. And I think men 
men are completely capable of chivalry um, and making effort. I think sometimes they just lose the way a little bit. Yeah, the priorities change. Priorities change and men tend to be, bless them, tend to be quite um, tunnel visioned. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they like, lose aware of what they lose awareness of their surroundings. Yeah, I always kind of say to guys, because women do kind of think about chivalry and these like romantic gestures so much, mm. if it is a bone of contention in your relationship or with someone that you're dating, put a calendar reminder in your calendar <laughs> and buy her flowers. It'll just make your life so much easier. Yeah. Um, and yes, that is you curating chemi- uh, not chemistry. Uh, chivalry a little bit mm. but it's still it will go a long way for the other person yeah blokes bring it back yeah the bring it back guys it. we want to see it <laughs> so this one's like so the guys i'll say this a lot obviously um or not a lot it's just you know being in the uh, beta male it's the end of the day mm-hmm. obviously we're about like yeah the boys and we love the you know the you know the knockabout culture for yep. you blokes and um, what are some ways that guys, you know, early in a relationship can kind of manage respectfully their time between their mates and their partner? I'm so here for, yeah, the boys. Um, <laughs> okay, well, first of all, you do need to – first of all, number one is if you want to be in a relationship, understand that it does take effort and therefore you're going to have to balance your relationship with work and with your mates and with family. So if that's all okay and you're going to do that, then – you want to communicate assertively directly with your partner and say this is important to me that I spend time Mm. with my friends and if you've picked right then I'm sure that they will be understanding Um, and then if there needs to be more communication around what you're doing with your friends then just tell your partner on this date and this date I'm going to be with the guys so they know ahead of time. I'm on a Larry yeah, I'm on a Larry. <laughs> I'm with the boys. Um, and for the most part, I think it's a great opportunity as a man or as a woman to have time to yourself. Mm. So let them go. Let them yeah, go on the Larry. For sure. Just whatever, whatever the benchmark or the boundary is for you and for your partner, then make sure you commit to that and make sure you carry through with that. So i.e. I'll be home at 12 or I won't be home for three days, whatever it is. I'll text you. I'll text yeah. you at three a.m. to make sure I'm fine. Whatever that is, make sure you carry that through so that mm. you don't create any resentment or stress or anxiety about going out with the boys. Yeah. Because the more that you can make it seamless, the more that there's trust there, and it's not going to be an issue in the future. Mm. Yeah, totally. You, know, you mentioned texting. I want to say you're inside into drunk texting. Is oh, I love drunk. Meaning, is there much meaning to this? Yes, I love drunk <laughs> texting. <laughs> Why? Well, if someone's not drunk texting you, then they're not interested, nah. are you? Are they? <laughs> Can't shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's from a, I mean, that's from a very girly kind of emotional point of view because it's yeah. nice to know when someone's thinking about you, and if yeah. if someone is a bit drunk and like a little bit tipsy, a little bit flirty, and they're thinking about you, it's it's. Sexy. Yeah. It brings out all your truthful thoughts, like inhibitions. Yeah, but it's also a great way to create chemistry too. Yeah. Everyone's a little bit rolled up. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to go. So use it to your advantage. I mean, don't go 
don't go overboard, please, but use it to your advantage. <laughs> you can be a little bit flirty. Yeah, they don't do you up. I'll say that again. No, no, yeah, don't do WID or, yeah. or please send nudes. Don't do any of yeah. that. But like respectful, flirtatious mm. text whilst you're on the source <laughs> is great because I think to a woman it says he's out, he's with his mates, but he's still thinking you know about I mean? me. Yeah. And that is amazing. And there's always that narrative, right? The girl who's at home, like, you know, PJ is just waiting for the guy to come home. And, yeah. You know, and or we could be out with friends as exactly, well. Yeah. And it's still nice to get to, to get the flirty text because yeah. you know what she's going to be doing. She's going to be saying to the girls, oh, he sent me this cute text. And if you haven't text, then she's going to be saying he hasn't texted me. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand that people, you know, go out and really don't look at their phones. But again, it's like the flowers thing. If you can just do it once, yeah. <laughs> remember to do it once, then you're winning. It's not hard. Yeah. yeah. So what are some key takeaways from guys at the end of this podcast? What are some things we really need to remember? From For guys? That's a takeaway, yes. yes. Okay. Cute, cute, flirty, drunk text, yep. but don't go overboard. <laughs> 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 Always make effort. Be original. Um, no WID or are uh, you up? Smell good. Yeah. Fresh sheets. What else? Little things matter. Little things matter a lot. Thoughtfulness matters. Remember two things about a woman and bring it up in a non-weird way later on and that will show that you're thoughtful. Yeah. Um, You don't need to do flashy, huge dates. You can just make effort in smaller ways. A picnic is fine. Being a little bit assertive um, is fine. Creating a little bit of competition or a challenge Mm. is cute. It's original. Yeah, it's great. I think we'll bring uh, these type of blokes back. I think a lot of guys got out of co- podcast. Jeff. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, thank I you so. so much. Everyone, if you got something out of that, let us know. But um, big <laughs> love to Jess Matthews, the boy detox. I You're really welcome. love this one. It's good to have you here. You're welcome. Always thank a pleasure. You. Always a pleasure. Thank <laughs> you. There it is. <laughs>